I'm your host, Robert, and welcome to Restoring the Modern Man, the podcast for men, about men, and how to live successful lives as men despite the challenges we face. Let's have the difficult conversations, let's do the hard things, and let's find restoration. This is Restoring the Modern Man, episode 10. Welcome, men. I hope this week, and even today, you've been living victoriously, that you've been triumphing over life difficulties, that you've been triumphing over your own weaknesses. We all got them. We all struggle with things. And uh, even though we all meet on that point, we don't all meet on on how we overcome or, or if we overcome or how long it takes us to overcome. But that doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is that you're making progress, that you are working, that you are doing your best um, to subvert those weaknesses so that you can live victoriously in your life. So today I, want, I decided I wanted to talk a little bit um, about being a father and, uh, sorry, uh, for those men out there who aren't fathers, um, or at least aren't fathers yet. And I, I feel kind of bad because I, I think it was last episode or maybe the episode before that I talked about marriage. Um, and so I don't, uh, my intention is not to exclude any men because, um, uh, you know, I, I want this to be a podcast for any man to come and gain something and to um, have a source of encouragement and uh, a, a source of, of value in, in learning how to become a successful man. So... Um, and just because of the things that I talk about today refers to being a father. Um, these are principles that maybe that you can use later if you're not a father yet. Or if you never become one, then maybe it, it, there's something for you to grab here uh, that you can apply to your own life outside of being a father. So just give me a chance. Let's go through this. And uh, this this is going to be a, a complex and maybe even a difficult subject because um, being a father is a very, very hard thing to do. Um, and it's even harder to do successfully because guess what? Nobody gives you a manual on this. Nobody, nobody gives you the know-how or the, the what step-by-step uh, -step instructions on what to do as a father. And uh, that that can make it a very a scary thing, and it can make it something that, uh, quite honestly, can make some men shy away from, um, because it's so difficult. Because you have to give so much of yourself uh, to to do it and to do it well. Um, and and there's a reason that a lot of men leave the home, leave 
the home, leave their spouses, leave their children. Um, and, and even though I understand that, um, that is still a huge, a huge kind of weakness, a huge um, kind of blot uh, on on how society views men. Um, so I, I just want to talk a little bit about it and, and see what we can kind of come up with and see if there's some maybe encouragement that I can that I can offer. So number one, like being a father, um, it, it entails a lot, right? And not every father is the same. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to say father because being a dad is different. The two terms, even though they technically mean the same thing, they're very, very different. You know, when we say dad, like you, you think of, um, you know, this this male figure in my life that that has kind of been around that, uh, you know, sometimes plays with me and, um, you know, sometimes yells at me to get off the car um, or at least, you know, that's how <laughs> that's how we used to think. Um, I'm sure most of the men listening to this podcast are going to be older, um, not really any children, but so dad used to be kind of this term of, of affection, of, um, endearment because that's, that's what fathers are to us. That's what we know. So when I use the term father, father becomes something deeper, something much more involved than just being a dad. Yes. That's probably how our children will remember us. And that's great as being their dad, but to be a father is something so much more. And we as men have to look at that as being more than just a dad, more than just being that guy that's around for our kids, more than just just that older male figure that's there that offers the, the occasional words of wisdom, the occasional guidance. And so... As we talk about this, or as I talk about this, I, I want this, I want each and every one of you to kind of look at this as not just this role that our kids will see, but as this role that we are, that we are in, that we have committed ourselves to, that is so much more involved than just being a dad. Now, I know that, I know that my dad he was a father. Um, he wasn't just my dad. And I, I, I know that because I didn't see him. Perf- I want to word this right. I didn't see him as a, a, a father in terms of the, the intense and difficult role that he had to play to me as his child. I saw him as dad. So if you're doing, I I believe that if you're doing your job right as a father, your kids will never see you as a a, a father in that sense uh, of the weight that that carries, that you, that you carry on your shoulders. 
So one one of that one of those weights, and uh, I might ruff, might ruffle some feathers here. Uh, one of those weights that I believe that we should carry as men on our shoulders is discipline for our children. Now, yeah, I'm not even going to edit this part out because I, I think each and every one listening to this needs to understand the gravity of this. Um, now, I'm going to preface this by saying that I don't believe that spanking is the only form of discipline that children need or even necessarily has to have. Um, you can you can discipline your children without spanking, um, and I believe you can still raise right and good children. But that said, I, I think, number one, spanking is often misunderstood in our society and done incorrectly and looked down upon because of weak, bleeding heart people. Um, so spanking, um, and I, I want to broach this topic uh, carefully because I know I know there's probably <laughs> there's probably already people out there yelling and screaming into into their computer screens or phone screens going uh, spanking is abusing your child ah, you can't you can't hit your child like I understand where you're coming from but you're wrong um, again I don't believe that it has to be that way I don't believe that spanking has to be a form uh, the only form of discipline or even the primary form of discipline. But let me tell you something. Spanking teaches children that there are consequences, real understandable consequences for their behavior. Children have a lower level of reasoning than adults do. The reason why spanking is effective is because there is pain associated with misbehaving, with wrongful action, with grievance, uh, with, with disobedience. Okay. Now it, it can be done incorrectly. Um, and it can be done, uh, out of anger, which isn't right. Okay. I don't believe that spanking a child out of anger is the right thing to do because that defeats the purpose that def defeats the lesson and the the um, wisdom you're trying to impart on your child and I don't believe that it should ever get to a point where um, you, you you are doing permanent harm to your child that that's I don't ever believe in doing that sort of harm to your child. I don't believe that that is ever okay, ever good, ever beneficial in any way. Um, I believe that the rear end is padded for a reason, okay? <laughs> it's there um, 
for for other reasons, but it's there also uh, for discipline. Because you know when you when you smack it behind, like it's it's gonna hurt, it's gonna sting, but it's it's padded flesh, okay. But again, the reason why I believe that spanking is important is is a very effective means of discipline is because it makes that connection of of uncomfortable consequences with wrongful action and as they go into adulthood that translates into avoiding wrongful action because they understand that there is pain and that pain can translate over time right um, when you're an adult you you no longer um, you, you don't worry about getting spanked but like you're if I do this I could go to jail if I do this I could lose my family member if I do this like it, it they understand consequence with doing something wrong okay i'm gonna get off that box because i don't want to spend the whole the whole episode on it but i I, just so you know where i'm coming from and uh, again like if that's not the way that you choose to discipline your children you still you still have to have I believe wholeheartedly an uncomfortable consequence. Uh, it doesn't have to be physical, but you have to have an uncomfortable consequence for wrongful action. Otherwise, your child will grow up believing that they can perform these wrongful actions or disobedience without any consequence. That will translate into adulthood. I guarantee you, I have seen it. I have known people and known families where no discipline was administered for for that kind of behavior and it showed and it led their children into adults as uh, becoming criminals becoming uh, wild and untamed and, and so i've wholeheartedly especially as the man that you have to do that uncomfortable thing you have to take charge because listen the women women in general not every not every Women in general have that motherly love and affection and, and don't like seeing their children uncomfortable or, or going through a hard time or what have you. And and there's a reason. I believe that God created women that way. Now, I, I get in conflict with my wife sometimes about this because she doesn't like it. But I know that if I don't my children will not grow up to be well-balanced adults who are averse to doing the wrong thing. I know that if I don't step up and I discipline my children, they will grow up and they will act in ways that will get them into difficult, life-affecting trouble. And I don't want that for them. It, and it's hard. It is hard to discipline your children. But it's so important. It's so crucial to being a father. It's vital. I absolutely believe that it is vital. Okay, and with that comes understanding. Now, this another thing that my wife is really good at 
And even though that I have to kind of push past some of her protests, she doesn't protest every time I, I discipline our, our children, and she does discipline them sometimes, but she also checks me. Uh, there are times where I let my emotions get in the way and I'm, I'm upset and maybe, you know, I, 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 maybe I start to yell. Okay. Maybe I, you know, my frustrations, um, get the better of me. And I, I don't know, I, I want to put them in timeout or something, even, um, when, when whatever happened wasn't actually that bad and so it's just maybe I had a rough day and so my emotions get the better of me she puts me in check and she helps me understand that I have to have some understanding because sometimes the kids are just tired they're frustrated and there are times where even though they're acting out of sorts or misbehaving that sometimes I have to just take a, take some time and show a little understanding. You know, kneel in front of them, give them a hug, and just tell them that it's going to be okay. Sometimes that is necessary. Sometimes that's more valuable and more important than any kind of discipline. And, you know, it just depends. And that, that's part of the difficulty about being a father is because sometimes you have to discern those situations and that's not easy um you know you have <laughs> you you're the adult and again nobody gives you the manual for this kind of thing so you you have to figure that out for yourself and yes sometimes we're going to make mistakes sometimes you will make a mistake and i nobody should be blamed for that um you know i i don't think it should be an extreme mistake like I'm not even going to go into possibilities of what that could look like, but, you know, overreacting, right? Overreacting uh, is a mistake. And sometimes that happens. And, and some so sometimes it just takes a little bit more doing, a little bit more paying attention, uh, the help of a spouse to kind of figure those things out. Right? And then kids kind of in that same vein kids rely on you um they rely on you to uh know know what to do um they they rely on you for that structure um and discipline whether they realize it or not your kids your kids need your discipline they they need you to know when you need to just show some understanding and just just hold them in your arms it and that's the hard thing again it keeps going back to this nobody gives you a manual on how to do this but sometimes sometimes the manual is just paying attention to your children they'll they'll tell you if you take a minute to stop and just look and and assess the situation you can you can find the answer and that's really hard when you've already had a long day and you've already been through a bunch of crap that um has got you on edge that can be a really difficult thing to just step back and just take a look um, at what your kids are going through but obviously you know they rely on you for more than that they rely on you 
to be there to um you know to be at their recitals to be at their soccer games football games uh, they rely on you to be a part of their lives um and having that kind of weight on you as a father is difficult you know that's that's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure and it's really hard because you you want to do the right thing you want to be there for your kids you want to have them look up to you right every every father knows that and and arguably wants wants to meet their kids needs um but just and I'm going to go into this a little bit because I, this isn't really something that I've struggled with personally. But one thing that I've, I've seen and heard so many different times is that you have these kids whose parents are uh, workaholics who are gone all the time. And, and don't get me wrong, like kids rely on you to, to put clothes on them. Kids rely on you to put food in their stomachs. Um, and kids, <laughs> kids take a lot of things for granted. They don't understand the gravity of, of the responsibility that it takes in order to put food on the table, to put a roof over their heads, to put clothes on their backs. Um, but, but they absolutely rely on you for that. But then they, they rely on you for, for your time as well. And we, as fathers and sometimes mothers um, lose sight of that because it's easy to get focused on making sure everyone's provided for um, and and there's a future to be had uh, and and that's why you have to work 60 hours a week but they're not going to remember all the extra toys that they have. They're not going to remember that you had five bookcases instead of two. They're not going to remember that you had the latest uh, model of uh, latest smart TV, um, the, the nicest table. They're going to remember the time that you spent with them. They're going to remember that time that you guys uh, walked down to a park and saw a snake crawling through the grass uh, they're going to remember the times um, you know that they sat in your lap and as you let them drive around in your car in the parking lot whatever um, you know growing up I grew up um, the, the son of a dairy farmer um, and my, my mom worked at home uh she was you know she was a homemaker most of the time uh but my dad you know he he did what he had to he provided for for the family um and so i didn't grow up with a whole lot dairy dairy farmers don't make that much uh in case you didn't know um but you know he he didn't make all that much he had to work a lot just to make ends meet and that was really unfortunate um, but I mean, even that said, like I never, I still never remembered. I, I didn't really care that much about 
what we had or we, what we didn't have. That that kind of stuff as a kid, it you don't really care about. You don't really remember all that much. But I I remember time that I spent with my dad. I, I got to go with him sometimes as a farmer. Um, learn how to milk cows, uh, ride with him in a in a combine harvesting corn. Like I remember that kind of stuff. Those those were important to me. That's what mattered. We have to remember that too as fathers, because that's what's gonna last. That's what's gonna matter. And then we have to take care of ourselves, right? As a father, we can't do our jobs as a father, um, as fathers, without taking care of ourselves. We have to. We have to be able to be there, right? If we're going to be there, if we're going to provide for our families, if we're going to have the have the peace of mind to know when to discipline our children and ha- and the best way to discipline our children, um, we have to be okay. We have to be mentally stable. We have to be able to to run and play with our children. So in order to be a good father, in order to be a great father, we have to take care of ourselves. We've got to. If we don't, um, and something happens to us, you know, that... Be, if some, God forbid, if something happened to us, that would devastate our families. Um... We have to take care of ourselves, And sometimes, you know what? <laughs> this has been kind of a theme throughout this podcast. Sometimes that means having the humility to, to go ask for help from someone. No man is an island. We can't, we can't go through this life by ourselves. We just can't. We think we can, and we think we do sometimes, but we don't. We have our spouses. We have our kids who, who even by themselves, provide some level of, um, of, uh, of, of health and support for us. Because you know, seeing them smile, hearing their laughter, spending time with them, that is, that is a source of peace for our souls. And we have to remember that as well. And that's another reason to, to do those things with them, to spend time with them. But if we don't, if we don't realize, if we don't realize that, if we don't realize that it's so important and vital that we take time to regenerate, uh, uh, rejuvenate ourselves, to even even taking some alone time, um, I believe in that. I don't believe it should be all the time or or tons of tons of times like every day necessarily it depends on what your schedule looks like but we should we should all be taking some time for ourselves to let ourselves um compartmentalize to um find some peace uh and then and then get back to to your family you know your your responsibility is to take care of yourself so that you are there as a father so that you so that you are able to do do those things with your kids and to be there for your kids 
and and so taking care of yourself is is part of that and it, and it has to be a part of your life or if you're even if you're struggling with something whatever it is and you don't have anyone else to turn to like you have to go find somebody you have to go find someone to talk to some professional help whatever it is so that you can be the father you need to be sometimes it's hard taking that big step and sometimes it's really hard admitting that you need help because again we try to we try to believe we try to make ourselves believe that we can do it all by ourselves and it's a lie it's a lie we can't there are a lot of things that men can do there's a lot of things that men are good at but being an island is not one of them and I hope that if you're there, if you think you're an island, I hope that this changes your mind and that you can change your mind so that you can be the father that you need to be, to be the husband that you need to be. Because without you, your family <laughs> is going to be lost. And sometimes... That doesn't mean that you're dead. Sometimes that just means that you're not there mentally. And when you're not there mentally, usually it's a sign that something's wrong. So again, find that help. Reach out to someone, whatever, whoever it is. And then the last thing that I just want to say, remember to, to have fun. Like, as, as a father... As a father, okay, even though it falls more into the image of dad, as a father, remember to have fun. Have fun with your kids. Take them to a park. Go play Legos with them. Play video games with them. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Because again, that's what they remember. When you spend that time with them, no matter what format that is. But, I mean, obviously you want to do something that they like doing. Uh, you can bring them into stuff that you like to do as well, but if, if that's all you're doing, if that's all you're doing, you're just going to frustrate your kids. Um, you know, you, because your interests are not necessarily their interests. So just take that time, take that time to take an interest in what they like. And that is difficult. That's again, that's difficult because there are days where I don't want to play Legos. <laughs> I don't want to get on the floor. I don't want to climb the stairs uh, to the second floor so that I can lay on the floor with my bad back and, and you know, build Lego pieces or whatever, whatever it is that they want me to do. And I'll admit, I'll admit, there's a lot of times where my kid will ask me to do something and my heart will just sink. <laughs> Maybe I'm just chilling on the couch and, uh, you know, trying to watch something or, or whatever. And right in the smack dab middle of it, the kid will say, hey, daddy, will you play with me? And, you know, most of the time I will, but uh, it, it, it's hard to get myself away from my comfort zone sometimes. And but I know, I know, I know it's so important to them and it means so much to them that 
you know, you've, you've got to <laughs> having fun. And, and that's the other thing too, is that you're responsible for your own fun. Um, you don't, you don't have to be a jerk about it when you go play with your kids. Like you can go play with your kids and then be glum and, and annoyed and everything. And, and that just makes them feel bad. That just makes them disappointed. And that doesn't, that makes them not want to play with you. You've got to, you've got to engage You've got to have, and most of the time, like when you just let yourself go have fun and and play with stuff, you're going to have a good time. It it might not start out that way, but it's going to move into that. You're going to have fun and and just spend that time, take, take an interest in their interests. And it's nine times out of 10, maybe even 10 times out of 10, um, you're going to have fun yourself. So I, I hope you keep these things in mind and I, I hope uh, I, I believe that most men out there are good fathers and, and they they want to be good fathers and they try to be good fathers. But again, we you know we've all got our weaknesses. We've all got the things that we struggle with. Um, so just just keep working at it. you know make it make that effort. It's hard. It's, it's hard being a father, but it's worth every second of effort.